Good morning and welcome to our daily roundup of industrial automation news. My name is Sean Tierney and let's go ahead and get right into the news for Thursday, January 12th, 2023. And the first story we have here is a article from the folks over at Grace Technologies and it's about lockout tagout and how you can really reduce the time it takes by using their CheckVote product. So there's a lot of products on the market that have um, you know, indication to let you know, hey, is the panel powered up or not? But this one also provides test points. So you can use your voltmeter, test out and see if the power is truly off. So this is a very interesting blog. It kind of goes through all the reasons why you'd want something like CheckVote. It also talks about NFPA and those requirements for lockout, tagout. And so um, very interesting article. If this is something that you need in your facility, I would definitely uh, recommend checking it out and reading it. Next up, we have a new blog from Opto22. And this blog is really just highlighting an article that they provided to controlengineering.com. Um, and it really talks about three use cases for MQTT and industrial automation and in an in industry overall. And the first one um, that I went through in detail, uh, they had a system which they were using their Groove PLC and IO and they would send that information via MQTT up to an ignition system. So it was pretty interesting what they did there. Um, you know, a, a lot of this has to, you know, what are the strengths and weaknesses of MQTT? You know, a lot of that has to do with that. You know, do you want to just get the information when it changes or do you need it pulled all the time? So very interesting article. There is a link here to the full article. Um, if you're looking at MQTT and you want to see some use cases, this could be a very interesting article for you. Uh, next up, uh, still at Opto, um, they have a, a new blog here, which is really their top 10 videos of 2022. Now, you know, we did this for the Automation Podcast, the show, the minute, and uh, for all the articles we did at the Automation Blog last year. And uh, the one thing that, as I went through all 10 videos, the one thing that really stood out to me was that most of them had to do with the Node-RED, right? So we've covered Node-RED over at the Automation blog before, what it is, how to use it, how to set it up, and uh, utilize it in an, IO, in an IIoT uh, application. But uh, in any case, I thought that they have some, you know, I thought it was very interesting that they had some great tutorials on using it in different applications. So if you're looking at doing something like that, you may want to check out their top 10 videos of 2022. Next up, we have a new inductive positioning measuring system from Balif. Now we have had uh, coverage on inductive proximity uh, measuring systems in the past. Um, we actually did a first look at a PNF product, but I thought this was very interesting because this is a high speed. So 10 kilohertz or greater. So I really thought it was uh, pretty interesting um, that it's super high speed, right? So that's, I mean, 10 kilohertz is pretty fast, right? For a sensor. So it also comes in analog IO-Link and SSI too. So it's good to have those options here. There's different models here and you can find out all about them up on their uh, site here and using our link over at automate.news um, or at the automationblog.com, but you can see it in action right here. Excellent. So let's go to our next story. And this is a new product from Emerson. I don't know if a lot of you would use something like this, but with the predominance of uh, EVs coming into the market, right? Everybody has to have an EV. Everybody has to have an electric vehicle charging station. It seems like every vendor out there is making those now. Um, they came out with a new uh, Branson, that's the trade name, GMX HP. This is an ultrasonic metal welder that gives uh, more power and 
more downforce so you can uh, make those connections. So not sure if many people out there would need it, but I did want to cover it because, um, you know, it seems like everybody from Siemens to Leviton to so many, it seems like everybody I follow is making EV charging stations these days. So um, to make those connections and uh, inside those charging stations and inside the electric cars, right? So, you know, automation is very huge inside of, um, you know, automotive. And of course, automotive companies are making EVs. So, um, you know, OEMs providing them, you know, these, uh, these, these parts that go in the car could use this, uh, this new Emerson product. So I wanted to cover that. Next up we have, and this is from PNF, the good folks over at PNF. And this is really not a product, it's a training course. And I thought this was interesting because I don't know of a lot of experts in the hazardous area uh, training that actually offer courses, open enrollment, you can schedule them and come out to your plant. And if you look at the modules they have available, I mean, there's 15 modules here and they really get to, you know, um, the fundamentals of hazardous areas and what to do and, you know, ATEX and IEC, EX and just all these standards. So if you need to get your people trained on hazardous locations and hazardous areas, um, this might be an option for you. So you can check that out. Next up, we have a new podcast from Red Lion. And their podcast is called The Lion's Den. You'll find it on um, iTunes and Spotify and, and other places. And uh, this latest show is called Why Manage Ethernet Switches Matter. So now before I listen to the show, I would have said, look, we used to use them when Multicast I.O. with Rockwell was very popular, right? We needed that IGMP snooping and querying feature because otherwise we'd get uh, just uh, all the packets, I.O. packets would get spammed across the network. So um, we also use a managed switch when we need to, you know, do a firewall or we need to separate uh, different networks with VLANs and whatnot. So they're, you typically on the, on the top end of a large network, you definitely want to have managed switches. But then if you were using the old multicast I.O., and it's been a while now since RS Logics in Studio 5000 defaulted to multicast, now it defaults to unicast, right? Um, we have to have that IGMP snooping for the I.O. switches. Any switches that had I.O. or had, were going from between the PLC and I.O. had to have that feature. And so that's kind of my background in it. And, and their background was a little different. And they talk about some of the troubleshooting they did in the field when they had sold some redline switches and customers were saying they weren't working. And of course, it's not the switches issue, but there's something else on the network. Um, and uh, so they approached it from that side saying, look, you got to give those people on the plant floor the tools to diagnose what's actually happening. Right, because if you have an unmanaged switch, most of the time you have no information on which port is spamming what data, and you know where's the data coming from, where's it going to, and so on. So I thought it was a it was a different take on why Ethernet managed switches matter in industrial automation applications. So with that, let's go to our next uh, news item, and this is actually a download. This is a pr new Profinet GSD file for the ET200 SP. So we've been talking about the ET200 SP. It's like Siemens Premier Distributed I.O. in-cabinet Distributed I.O. And um, this is a new GSD file that can be used with either Step 7 version 5.6 Service Pack 2 or uh, TI Portal V15.1, 16, and 17. And you can see all the information about those versions and requirements up here on the screen. But I did want to pass this on because, you know, the GSD file... It's kind of like an EDS file. If you're familiar with DeviceNet and ControlNet and uh, Ethernet IP, we have EDS files. Um, and on IO-Link, you would have an IODD file. So it's that data file that describes the product to the software, to the PLC. 
So in any case, there's a new one up there. You may need it if you're using the ET200 SP. All right, next here we have a new manual from Rockwell, and I thought this was very interesting. This is a very thorough and detailed manual about using the Ethernet IP socket interface with their products. Now, um, which products support uh, sockets, okay? So we not every Ethernet product Rockwell ever made supports that, right? And here on page seven, they have a list, okay? Now, back in the day, the only products that supported it were the eWebs, okay? But uh, more recently, the controllers that have Ethernet ports built in also support it. So we have the uh, Control Logix 5580 series, the Compact Logix 5380, 5370, and 5480. Those all had built-in Ethernet ports, right? So we've covered all those. Well, not the 5480 because we don't have one. But we've covered the 5380 and 5370 before on the show and on the channel and on the blog. So, you know, you guys know those all have built-in Ethernet ports. And, um, you know, you don't see the 5570 here like the L7 I have. Um, and that's because it doesn't have built-in Ethernet. So you would use either an EN2T or TR, an EN3TR, or an EN4TR, okay? So to use that Ethernet sockets capability. And so this goes through, I mean, it goes into pretty good detail. I wanna do, uh, make a note here that the Micrologix 1400 also supports Ethernet sockets, but that's detailed in a different manual, okay? So with that said, um, they really go through and, and talk about, you know, what can be done, unicast, multicast, broadcast, et cetera, depending on if you're doing UDP, TCP. And they really go into some of the, the real details you need to know, including setting up the messages and how everything works. So if this is something you're looking to do, if you have something that talks uh, that you need to communicate to via Ethernet sockets, then um, this would probably be a manual you'd want to download and keep on your hard drive. Okay, and they have lots of examples here of message instructions. Let me scroll down here. You can see lots of message instruction examples in this manual. So with that, I now want to do a spotlight on one of my courses, uh, my Control Logics Level 1 and 2. This is called PAC Basics Extended Edition. And if we get on to the pricing, it actually comes in two flavors. It comes in the Standard Edition, the original course, and an Extended Edition. Now, the Standard Edition is uh, $99. Of this is very expensive. The software they use with Control Logics is very expensive. Um, the hardware to purchase it and actually teach about it on the actual hardware itself is very expensive. But um, if you enroll in this course, you can get a 30-day temporary activation from your Rockwell distributor. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, we talk about that in the course. And also, if you have a small Compact Logics and you have the inexpensive Compact Logics programming software, right, then you can do all the labs, uh, all the optional labs. They're all optional. You don't have to do them to get the certificate. But you can do them all on a Compact Logics, right? I mean, the I.O. is going to be a little different, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, in any case, um, I did want to note here that with the full-blown course, right, you not only get the next-gen course I'm filming this summer, but you also get my Logics Live course. This is a full eight-hour course I did online live with customers in 2021. I recorded all the lessons. I took out any personal identifying information so the students, you know, we didn't uh, out any of the students who were in the class. But um, in any case, uh, you not only get the original course, right, which is over, I think, over 12 hours, you get the new eight-hour course too. So they cover really the same amount of material. Um, you know, the, the newer course covers some of the newest stuff in more detail. But um, you get both courses and you get a bunch of bonus videos and ex other stuff. But the biggest thing is if you buy the extended edition, you get the new course that comes out in 2023. 
So, and, and that's why I call my ultimate course where I'm going to cover everything soup to nuts, everything I've ever done with the control logics over, well, it's been out for about 20 years, 20 plus years. So uh, everything I can do, including sockets and just everything. So uh, with that said, um, if you have a group of people, we just had another company enroll three students. We started through a minimum of three and we had another company that had over 20 students at another student. So if you have a group of people you need to get trained on any of these products, just contact me. We can set you up with a group discount and a, um, a group progress monitoring page. So if you have a stipend for anybody who finishes a course, you can, uh, you can monitor the progress, see how they're doing. They have to pass the, the quizzes to get their completion certificate so you can see what the quiz grades are. Now, one of the things we do here on the quizzes, we allow the students to retake them because the focus here is getting the answer correct not trying to stump them and trying to see who's not going to be able to get a, you know, 90% on the first round. So it's all about making sure every student remembers the correct answers. That's why we allow them to take the quizzes as many times as they need to. Um, you know, they can go back and take them if they just want to take them just as a refresher as well. So that's very important because we want everybody to pass because we want everybody to remember the right answers. It's no use for students to remember the wrong answers, right? So in any case, that's all up here. You can see we got a lot of student reviews. You can see all the details right here. A lot more reviews here, and um, you can see all the topics we cover. So with that, that's our spotlight on my Control Logics course. Now I want to go over to um, birthdays for today. And now if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday and hope you have an awesome day this Thursday. Now, uh, if you're connected with me and your birthday is in your LinkedIn uh, profile, uh, you'll show up on this list, and we'll wish you a happy birthday right here on the show. Um, Abder, uh, man. Um, Anas, Walter, Lissandro, Rob, Wagner, Mohammed, and Andrew. I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. I notice LinkedIn's not showing me the old ones anymore. Interesting. That was a nice change, right? So I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. I have a, hope you have an awesome day. Now, if you want to connect with me, you can. I connect with anybody in the industrial automation industry. Um, you'll find my link right down there at the bottom of the screen. Okay, so feel free to connect with me. Um, be patient. Um, they change the way connections come through, so I don't always see them. Sometimes I have to scroll through. They're in there mixed in with all the notifications. So sometimes LinkedIn doesn't show them to me. So be patient. I do, you know, you can even message me. That's probably even better. If you go in to connect with me, add that optional message, and then I'll know. I'll see it in the messages because I always check all my messages. Okay, with that said, I also want to go over to automation.locals.com. This is where I direct everybody who has uh, technical questions. You know, if you're not enrolled in one of my courses, all my courses come with lifetime support. But if you're not enrolled in a course and you want to pick my brain, you can do it over here. It's the price of a cup of coffee. And uh, of course, we have some people do $5. We have some people do $10 a month and whatnot. But uh, for $2 a month, you can be part of our community. You can uh, post your own questions. You can read the Q&A. If you have something private you need to talk about, maybe it's something proprietary, you can message me here. And uh, you can do this all over at automation.locals.com. With that said, I wanted to show you the updated automate.news website. There's not much new here except for all the links to today's uh, articles and products and downloads and uh, to the spotlighted course and uh, to the blog, which is not published yet, but I am making a text version of the show every day over at the automationblog.com. And I'm doing this for people. I know sometimes it's not good. It's not a good time to actually watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast. So I'm trying to summarize every day's show here over at the automation blog. I wanted to mention that again for anybody who may have missed me mentioning that yesterday. 
So um, I did want to make you all aware of that. And you can also send me a, I'll use the link at automate.news to send me a news tip. Even if you're a vendor and you want to tell me about a new product, maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't see it on your webpage. Um, please feel free to send me that. There's also a contact link if you just want to get in touch with us. Maybe you want to sponsor the show. We'd love to have some sponsors and uh, love to, uh, for our sponsors, if you want to send me in a hoodie uh, during the winter, I'll wear that uh, when, on the shows you sponsor. But with that, that is the end of today's show. I want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.